Happy New Year, dear friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Curious Neuron Podcast. My name is Cindy Huffington and I am your host. Today, um, I actually wasn't going to post, um, but I decided that I wanted to give sort of a roundup of the holidays because you might be able to relate to this. If you are new to the Curious Neuron Podcast, thank you for joining me today. My name is Cindy. I'm a mom of three kids, ages three, five, and seven, and I have a doctorate degree in neuroscience and postdoctoral training in education. I am the founder of Curious Neuron and the co-founder of the WonderGrade app, which helps kids learn how to cope with and manage with their emotions, as well as train and help parents. Um, Today, I want to talk about the holidays. Like I said, there's a few things that I want to address. So I'm just going to throw them all out there so that if this is something that matters to you, you can listen to the whole episode. I want to talk about kids and screen because this is something I witnessed, you know, um, during the holidays. I want to talk about um, parents wanting to make sure that their kid seems like everything is perfect in their life and that their kid is doing super well. (laughs) This is something that also came up in the holidays. I want to talk about kids' emotions during the holidays and co-regulating with them and what that looked like for me and my family. I also want to talk about having heated conversations with families, critical thinking and conflict resolution within that, and my own 2023 goals within business and personal um, parts of my life. And So I hope you'll stick around for the whole episode. If you haven't done so yet and you've been and enjoying the Curious Neuron podcast, let's start this new year off by letting leaving a review. It would mean a lot to me. And honestly, it will help me bring, a, uh, um, this is a fourth season, another season in September. If uh, you want to hear another season, I do need those likes and I do like those ratings and I need the reviews because we are um, supported and the people supporting us want to make sure that people are enjoying the podcast and listening to it. So if you haven't done so yet, please take a moment to click um, and and leave a rating and a review and let me know if you do so at info at curiousneuron.com. Send me an email. Tell me you left a review and a rating and I will send you a free PDF from the Curious Neuron Academy. And also, if you're not doing this yet, you can follow Curious Neuron on Instagram at curious underscore neuron. You can also visit our YouTube channel and subscribe. Uh, it's called Curious Neuron. Um, and uh, we I try to put the podcast episodes with um, the interviews and some solos. And I'm going to try to put a lot more videos out there as well. There's also one more thing I'd love for you to do if you haven't done so yet. If there is a topic you'd like me to cover or a solo episode, or you want to give me some feedback to say, hey, Cindy, you know, I left a review, but here's a bit more of some critical feedback for you to improve the podcast or certain things I'd like to hear or hear you do less, (laughs) you could fill out a form now. I put it down in the show notes. You can click this Google form and just, you know, take a minute to give me some feedback Um, positive or negative, whatever you want, um, just to help me improve this podcast. Again, because all of this matters if you do want to hear another season next year. All right. I hope you had um, great holidays and that everything went well. Odds are (laughs) there might have been a few bumps in the road. Um, Our holidays went pretty well. Today, actually, I'm recording on New Year's on January 1st, and I know I'm publishing it on the 2nd, but just to say, you know, all three kids are sick. So instead of running around and and going to different um, parties, we're actually staying home. So I decided to record a podcast. Um, The kids are sick and my husband is sick and I don't know how I got away with it so far, but I'm feeling pretty good. So I have the energy to record a podcast and get a little bit of work done today. Um, There were a few things that I noticed during the holidays that I wanted to discuss with you. And the first one was 
um, I noticed, so we didn't have lots of people around us, you know, well, some parties were bigger than others. Everything went really well. And um, there were just a few things that you might have encountered or you might have done yourself too. And that's okay. But I just want to address this developmentally. So I noticed that there was one specific child that the moment we arrived at somebody's house, they were, they were sent uh, into the basement. So the entire family was, let's say, on the main floor. And this child, who was about eight or nine, went uh, into the basement and played video games. From the moment we arrived, so let's say 5, 5.30 p.m. in the, in the evening, um, until past midnight. And I, I wanted to address this because, first, I don't know the reasons. Perhaps this child has some social anxieties. When we were around this child, um, you know, he wasn't really communicating with us. There might be some background issue, health issue, developmental issue might be on the spectrum. I don't know. And I don't want to judge that part. But I want to bring it up because if there was nothing, or even if it was a child who's socially anxious, what we want to do as parents is not really enable or, or, Put them in situations where they don't have to practice the skill. It's okay for the child to to play video games. It's okay for them to step away from the family. You know, young children might not want to stay at the table from 5 p.m. till midnight. That's fine. But are there other ways that we can create baby steps for the child? So if I'm 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 hypothesizing or assuming actually, if this child did struggle with social anxiety. What would have been the baby steps for us to allow the child to be around a little bit to create situations where they could, you know, perhaps go speak to somebody they're more comfortable with, have a conversation with that person, perhaps play a board game of some sort while being around the other people, but not forcing them to go say hi or be with them, right? So how can we create those baby steps? Again, this is assuming that it's nothing um, significant, right? That it's not, they're not doing this for a significant reason. If there are very severe anxiety issues, you know, perhaps the doctor or psychologist has recommended, you know, not to amp these up during the holidays. And that's a different story. However, if, you know, again, if you are struggling with your child and they don't want to be around people, but it's not necessarily a diagnosed like anxiety or fear, we have to create baby steps. And also, you know, when it comes to social skills, this is something a child develops over time. So if we don't have to keep them away and they're just uncomfortable with it, then I would really argue that we have to find ways to create small bits and pieces for that child so that they can learn to interact um, with other children. So that would have been another thing. My children did try to approach this child, but they kind of ignored them. So they were My children were being ignored. And again, that's okay if there are developmental issues. And I told my, my children, it's okay, maybe he doesn't want to play and that's fine. Let's find somebody else we can play with. And that's part of learning social skills. Sometimes somebody doesn't want to play with you and that's fine. But again, if that child just doesn't feel like it or doesn't want to or hesitates, then it's up to us to really find little baby steps. So that's all I want to say for that. Again, doesn't matter if there was some sort of developmental issue and the parents had no choice. Um, but if there isn't, as parents, I think we do owe our children, you know, um, we have to teach them the little steps, even if it makes them uncomfortable. There are baby steps to get to the ultimate goal. So if the ultimate goal is trying to have a conversation with somebody that might take a little while. But what are the baby steps to get to that? My holidays were pretty smooth and there weren't any big conversations. But if you did have pretty heated conversations, I'd love for you to think back and reflect on them. Um, because I've been doing a lot of 
trying to look at how I interact in these heated conversations and how I think in these heated conversations. And I'd love for you to do the same in the new year. Basically, it, it kind of um, merges two different roles or, or skills I'm thinking of. Critical thinking, which we spoke about with Julie Bogart. She is the author of Raising Critical Thinkers. Whether you want to help your child learn how to critically think or you want to work on it yourself, I highly recommend this book. Um, and when I was kind of stepping back and listening to some conversations that were happening, I noticed that there's just not a lot of this critical thinking. It's almost as if we kind of use um, or we label our beliefs and our thoughts and ideas as facts sometimes. And I want my children and I want myself to be more critical in terms of what I'm hearing and what I'm, I'm, I'm uh, reading. And I think we all need to do the same. A headline is not a fact. We know that. We 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 point that we've been pointing that out for years obviously but we have to really ask the question according to who you know who said that um where did you read that let's together look this up and then have you can have the heated conversation with facts in front of you can if you can find them which is why i always go back to science with um curious neuron and then some people can also argue the science science isn't perfect either we might determine something and then a couple months later or years later we realize that that was not the right way that's part of being flexible in our thinking and realizing that things change things evolve so much and i think another part of the discussions that i was noticing is conflict resolution it's not there <laughs> um it's a lot of trying to defend yourself and um trying to make sure that you're right rather than perhaps rethinking what you said or how you said it, how it might affect somebody, how, what how, being in their shoes and what that feels like. I'm not an expert in these fields and I don't want to pretend I am, but I just think that for myself, having looked at these conversations, including how I was in these conversations, I think one of my own personal goals is really to, um, in 2023, to focus more on having these really um, insightful and deep conversations, which involves listening to somebody's point. I'm going to, um, there's an episode that I'm preparing for you. I read this book called Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. That's another book I would add to your 2023 list. And it's, um, it really opened up my eyes in terms of how to have a conversation with somebody and how to, I know that it's about like negotiations, but we're, we're negotiating every single day with our kids, with our husbands, wives, partners, family members, you know, we're always um, trying to, you know, um, prove, not prove our point, but explain our point and have the other person understand it or, or share an opinion or tell people how we feel. And this book really comes back to the science of us wanting to feel seen and heard and, and wanting to have a certain control of the conversation sometimes and how you could diffuse that or how you can have a conversation with somebody. So stay tuned. I believe that episode is coming out either January or February. I don't have the list in front of me, but I want to break that book down and help you understand how you can do this a lot better with your children and with your partner as well. Because I think it's really important. These are the conversations and, and the types of communication that our children are watching. So if we're always getting offended by what somebody says, or as soon as there's something that comes up in a conversation and we're showing our kids that we get heated and angry and that we can't just sit down and listen to somebody's opinion, even if we're against that, to hear them out, what are we teaching our kids? That's what it comes down to. And that's why I think it's something that we need to work on 
because there are so many reasons right now for heated conversations and debates, and we need to take the time to think about how we're acting in these situations. So today I received a phone call from a family member that I hadn't seen in a while and she saw, you know, my kids and we hung out with her for a little while and she called me today, interestingly enough, to say that there was a moment that really marked her and she wanted to congratulate us as a family and as parents. I wanted to share that moment with you, not to kind of say like, look what I've done, but to show and highlight that there are certain ways that we can be with our kids that will make a big difference. So again, I have a three, five, and seven-year-old. And this person called me to say that, you know, they were really well behaved. And um, But what stood out to her was how my partner and I were interacting with the kids. So she had given a toy that involved taking turns. And my three and five-year-old were playing with this game or toy um, together And my three-year-old was getting disappointed because he wanted to have the ball and throw it and keep doing that. And as soon as he became super disappointed that it wasn't his turn again, my husband took him to the side. And she said that in her day, and she's, um, you know, over 65 years old, that, you know, that sort of um, behavior, which would have been just basically my three-year-old didn't yell or throw anything. He was just starting to get upset and then trying to fidget his way out of my husband's arms. But that's all he expressed. He just wanted to play. He was having so much fun. But that behavior in her day would have been disciplined. And it would have been, you know, the way she said, you know, my my father would have yelled at me until I would have been traumatized (laughs) for that typical behavior. But my child or my three-year-old didn't do anything wrong. He was expressing disappointment because he was having fun. Remember that episode, if you haven't heard it yet, the because word. So my son was getting upset. He wasn't screaming or crying. He was just clearly getting upset through his body language and expressing disappointment because he was having fun. And if you see it that way, then you realize your role as a parent is to support them, which is what my husband did. He pulled him to the side and said, I see that you're really having a lot of fun with this toy, but your brother also wants to play, which is why you need to take turns. And right now it's not your turn, it's his. And obviously as a three-year-old, he expresses again that he wants to go play. That's his job. That's his job (laughs) developmentally to keep saying, well, that's what I want. I'm telling you what I want. But it's our role as a parent to say, I know that's what you want. As soon as he's finished his turn, then it'll be your turn. You want to watch here on the side? Would you like to go watch on the other side? Would you like to hold this ball while you wait for your turn and he throws his ball? What would you like to do? But you have to wait. That's, That's how it works right now. And she noticed that and she said that it really stood out to her in terms of like how she was raised and that perhaps that's why my kids kind of were good. That that melt, it wasn't even a big meltdown that lasted less than three, four minutes. And it just showed my three-year-old that my husband was calm. He was regulated and helping him regulate himself. And once you are regulated, then you can have more of a conversation and teach the child what they need to learn, which was waiting in this case. So I think it's a reminder to us parents that in moments when we really want to kind of discipline our child, or we're embarrassed because they're acting a certain way in front of people, that we have to take a breath and realize, what, am I, what do I need to teach my child in this moment? How, how do I help them in this moment? And that we, we are their support. And most of what they're experiencing behaviorally, so externally or internally, which is the emotion, is totally normal. 
It's it's not a kid thing. It's not a terrible twos thing. It's a teach me twos. It's a what do I do with this frustration? What do I do with this anger? I don't know what the, how to behave, so I'm going to scream and cry because I need you to support me. If we can go into 2023 this way and see our children's behaviors this way and their emotions, what a different world it'll be for you and your child if you can support them. But we all know, as I say many times, that you will not be able or you will you will struggle to support your child with their emotions if you haven't regulated your own or if you're not working on yourself. Even when you're working on yourself, it doesn't mean that you will always be super calm, cool, and collected when your child loses their shit. <laughs> it's not normal. We can't. We're human. But you will be calm most of the time and you will see their behavior very differently if you work on yourself. So we're going to get more into that. If you do follow Kirsten on Instagram, I've created a bit more of a different strategy, I guess, for 2023. And if you might have seen the bio change now, I did it over the holidays. I, I've i noticed that Kirsten Neuron has continued to evolve over the past couple of years. I started Kirsten Neuron by just talking about the research around child development, thinking that that was all we needed as parents. That's when my youngest was um, just born or about a year old. By the time I gave birth to my second child, I realized that I had parenting all wrong and that it we needed to also work on ourselves and that I needed to talk about parental behaviors and I needed to talk about parental well-being and mental health. So I pulled that into Kiris Neuron. And I was still covering child development and all of that, which by the way, you can read all these blogs at kirisneuron.com. But now, I guess with my work um, with parents for all these years, I've noticed that at the bo- the foundation of all of our struggles as parents are emotions, whether it's our own emotions, whether it's our child's emotions, which come out as behavioral issues that we struggle with, everything comes back to emotions. And through the work that I'm doing with the Wondergrade app, which if you, by the way, if you want to test it out, the link is in the show notes. You can have two weeks for free to give it a try. Um, but with my work that I'm doing there and the research that I'm doing for the app, everything about emotions, there's so much research and it touches, emotional learning touches so much our mental health and how we manage stress and how we, the strategies that we use to to um, regulate our emotions, um, behavior, it touches just, just about everything. And I want to focus Kirsten on, on all of those so that you can have the tools that you need to work on yourself and help guide your child with their emotions. So I'm going to narrow things down a little bit more in the new year um, when it comes to Curious Neuron. I hope you enjoy it. (laughs) I hope that it's going to help you a lot more as a parent. I don't want to be seen as like a parenting podcast, a parenting website anymore. I I really want to take that word out because in the end, it doesn't matter that you have a child or not, or that you're an educator or that you're a parent or a grandparent or a caregiver or that you adopted. It doesn't matter who you are, as long as you're involved with children or even want to work on yourself, all the research around emotions can help you. And that's what I want to focus on a little bit more. To end this conversation, um, I'd like to show or, or, or share, I guess, my 2023 goals. That's my 2023 goal for Curious Neuron. My 2023 goal for the Wondergrade app is really to bring Christy on a couple times and to have conversations with how we, you know, um, help our kids regulate emotions and how we regulate our own so that you can understand that a little bit more. If you don't already, uh, you could um, be part of the mailing list for Wondergrade and 
Christy and I share a lot of our personal experiences in the newsletter that we send out so that it can help you as a parent and you can know what to do in certain situations certain situations with your child. So that's going to be changing. And then I guess I don't have like a New Year's resolution. I don't like doing that because I usually, <laughs> usually fail. Um, but what I do want to work on a lot more is something that I've been very verbal about. I struggle a lot with trying to find time for myself. Um, again, this is because of the life that I have. I, I try to balance everything and I, I don't think it's possible to balance everything. But, you know, being home with three kids and and having two businesses, having, um, you know, homeschooling the five and the seven-year-old, I... I it's not easy and I I don't talk about a lot don't I don't talk about this a lot because I don't want parents to think that it's easy to do and I don't want to also highlight that like I'm working all the time but my biggest struggle really is to find a window somewhere to um you know either exercise or go for a walk or I started water painting a little bit just for myself and coloring a little bit just to find little moments I can find a five minute moment but I, I struggle with finding like you know 20 30 minutes and I, I really want to work on that this year I'm going to try to go to bed a little bit earlier earlier as well and find ways to get some more sleep I don't get a lot of sleep and it's something that I need to work on um, because I I know that it's not good for my health and I just don't know how to do it because I work evenings and weekends. And yeah, so I'm putting it all out there because maybe you can relate to this. Um, but putting my health first. And also, I've noticed that whenever I do take the moment to step away and spend time with friends, I have such a good group of friends, sister-in-laws that just are supportive. I had, you know, um, a dinner with my sister-in-laws and a dinner with a friend and it just, when I come back, I just feel so um, connected and happy and full. My cup is full. So I, I want to take more time to do that um, in 2023. So if my friends are listening, get ready. <laughs> get ready for the phone calls um, and the dinners. And that's it. That is all I wanted to share with you today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It's a short one and it's just one to let us ease into the new year. Thank you for being part of the Curious Neuron podcast and community. Thank you for supporting the work that I do. And for some of you, I know that downloaded the Wondergrade app. Thank you for testing it out. We have such cool features coming up in the new year and I can't wait to share my experience with you. If this is something also, I don't talk a lot about my personal life or business per se, um, but if it's something you want to hear about, let me know in the forum. Just take a second to fill it out and say, hey, Cindy, I'm curious about this part of your life or whatever it is. As you know, I, I struggle with um, sharing these things. I, I want to make sure that I keep my family's life and personal things, you know, um, private. But I, I do like sharing parts that might help you. Maybe you're struggling with something and it has nothing to do with wanting to hear from research and you just want to know about my experience. I don't know what you want to know. So just let me know in the show notes in the um, in the Google form. Thank you to everyone. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you next time.